we've certainly been going through the federal budget this morning, uh, speaking much earlier on the show about some of the different uh, wins, I guess you'd say, for the Northern Territory when it comes to infrastructure. But some of the serious concerns still from a lot of Australians and from a lot of you here in the Northern Territory when it comes to cost of living. Now, joining me on the line right now is Senator Jane Hume, who is indeed the Shadow Finance Minister. Good morning to you, Jane. Great to be with you, Katie. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Now, Jane, um, from your perspective, do you feel as though this budget's gone far enough to try to lower the cost of living for Australians? Well, this budget really was a test for the new Labor government. It was a test to see whether it could build on the strong position that it inherited from the coalition, you know, uh, unemployment rates lower, 3% and going down, a AAA credit rating, economic growth going up. Um, and it was also a test to see whether they could address this cost of living crisis. It's bearing down on all Australians right now, but Labor failed that test. They failed it uh, uh, wholeheartedly. You know, they did absolutely nothing to assist your family budget. There is no uh, credible plan in the budget to deal with the source of inflation, not the symptoms, but the source of inflation, and help families deal with that immediate cost of living pressure. They actually said, embedded in the budget, that your cost of living is going to go up, that your electricity bills and your gas bills are going to go up, that your tax payments are going to go up, that government spending is going to go up, but that employment will go down. Around 140,000 people are going to lose their jobs next year. And that real wages are also forecast to go down, not just next year, but for the whole term of this government. So this is a really high-taxing, high-spending budget, and it really does very little to help you and your family you know, get ahead of the curve. Jane, what do you make of Jim Chalmers, obviously, saying that they've got this five-point plan uh, for cost-of-living relief, cheaper childcare, expanding paid parental leave, cheaper medicines, more affordable housing and getting wages moving again. I mean, I think that that last point's the hardest one. How exactly are they going to get wages moving again? Well, this is the thing. Getting wages moving again takes more than a, than a wish, you know. You've got to be able to you know, really back it in with high productivity and economic growth. And there's really nothing in this budget to improve the productive capacity of the economy. Those five points that Labor said were going to reduce the cost of living, most of them don't even kick in for the next two years. And the problem is Australians need help with the cost of living right now. Childcare reform is fantastic. That'll make childcare uh, cheaper but the problem is really not only affordability it's accessibility where are these you know where's this demand going to go because there's particularly regional communities are really struggling to find accessible childcare uh, and, and you know, paid parental leave, well, that's terrific if you're in the first six months of having a baby. But mm. for most Australian people, for most Australian families, there's very little in that five-point plan that will make a difference today. Now, for the Northern Territory, there is quite a bit in it for us when it comes to infrastructure. $2.5 billion towards key infrastructure projects, along with some more housing, uh, investments in remote communities and more places for Territorians at university. Um, we do still have issue, issues, though, like with workforce. You know, we hear it pretty regularly on the show, people saying to us and businesses saying to us, you know, Katie, we need help to try to get workers into jobs and to try to, to attract people to live here. 
Well, and that's exactly right. And because we're now, you know, forecasting there's going to be job losses in, uh, you know, right around the country, this is going to have a, you know, an effect on whether businesses reinvest and whether they can grow and whether they can employ people where people are needed. We already know that there are job shortages in things like childcare, like aged care, and yet this budget is essentially planning to have these industries filled miraculously, magically somehow over the next couple of years. And while there's some really good infrastructure investments certainly being made in the Northern Territory, I've got to start questioning some of the other uh, choices of infrastructure spending. You know, I'm from Victoria. One of the commitments that was made in this government was $2.2 billion of taxpayers' money to a suburban rail loop, which is a commitment of the Andrews Labor government down there five weeks out from mm. an election. Now, Labor did say before the election that they were going to uh, make sure that every dollar that they spent was quality spending. And that was going to be the difference between the Labor government and a coalition government. Well, quite frankly, the suburban rail loop hasn't even been through Infrastructure Australia. The cost-benefit um, uh, analysis doesn't stack up in the Victoria Victorian Auditor General said as much. So uh, that really, you know, belies that uh, proclamation by uh, the Labor government prior to the election. But it's not a surprise because, you know, hey, prior to the election, they also said they were going to bring down electricity prices by $275, and they've certainly reneged on that. Energy prices are going up 50%, electricity 50%, gas 40%. And they also said that Australians would be better off under a Labor government, that they would feel it in their bank accounts. Well, I think that there's a few Australians out there that are feeling it in their bank accounts, but not the way that Jim Chalmers said they were going to. Well, Jane, one of the areas that we're certainly not uh, not seeing it out in our bank accounts is when it comes to the cost of petrol. And there's on flow in so many different areas, particularly in regional parts of Australia and places like the Northern Territory and more remote areas of the Territory. Uh, but what we've now learned through the Australian Financial Review, um, they're saying that costs could jump by 47 a litre within a week, uh, potentially skyrocketing some of those prices around uh, Australia's major eastern cities. Now, they're talking sort of $2.14 prices when it comes to your unleaded. We're already um, incredibly high at this point here in the Territory. Do you think that more could have been done around petrol? And I know that obviously the Coalition had announced or did have the fuel excise in place. It was incredibly expensive. I don't know whether that could have continued on. But could we be doing more in this space? Well, I think there's certainly more that we can be doing to tackle the cost of living more broadly. Yes, you're right. When the coalition was in government and the cost of living pressures began to bite, our response, particularly to you know the increased petrol prices because of the crisis in the Ukraine, was to temporarily reduce the excise. That was one cost of living measure that we that we implemented. Now, Labor decided not to continue with that for their own reasons. They had advice that suggested that that was not the best solution. But if that wasn't the best solution, what is the best solution? Because we're Reducing pressure on interest rates and inflation through careful budget management isn't what they've done. In fact, we're seeing debt and deficit blow out across the next 10 years. And clearly, reducing uh, electricity prices and gas prices isn't isn't something that they've been advised to do because they're predicting 50% and 40% rises in electricity and gas. So they're really not tackling supply constraints. They're not tackling red tape. You know, they're actually increasing union action, which is going to be a cost of small business, I'm struggling to see where it is that they are helping out with the cost of living for ordinary Australians. Well, Jane Hume, you've given people a bit to think about there. Uh, The Shadow Finance Minister, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for having a chat with us. Great to be with you, Katie. Thank you.